This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. I've always pulled for the small guy who's willing to take a risk, the creator with a blind passion to make a difference in his field. Just 18 years old, I see some of that in aggravated culture owner and designer, Drake Harris. I still haven't had the realization that people are actually buying your stuff and they like it. So if I've had drops that have completely sold out, I'm just astounded how people would actually support. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from photographers, cutmen, and small business owner, Mike Franzen. Riders ready, pedals ready, go. And the gate drops. And like, when you pedal, you have a visual. And like, I used to not like pedal hard when it said go, because I was nervous. But for some reason, I got a good gate start by mistake. And I kind of, from the side of my helmet, I can remember like nobody being next to me. And my instincts like pedal, pedal, pedal. And I remember I, I won. I got my first victory ever. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for a sponsor before diving into my conversation with Drake Harris. I am very excited that I have not just a neighbor, an entrepreneur, a small business guy, but someone in the neighborhood who I've watched growing up. Oh, yeah. Shall, shall I say Mr. Harris? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> how are you, Drake? <laughs> Pretty good. How about you? I'm great, man. Yes. I, like I told you before we started, uh, season three, I wanted to kick off with small entrepreneurs and business people. And when I saw you swinging on the hammock the other day oh, in that yes. nice light, <laughs> I said, I'm having that kid on. Yes. And like you mentioned, <laughs> you've seen me growing up and yeah. now we're here. So yeah, here I'm, we are in the I'm office. Thrilled, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how a young kid from Orange County, because it's cliche because everybody in Orange County, especially in California, is kind of lazy, lazy dressed. We don't have four seasons. Yeah. Like we don't really need a parka. Exactly. We don't need snow boots unless you live in Big Bear. And even then, how many times do you go to Big Bear for snow? Yeah. Like, we can get away with shorts, T-shirts, like, laziness. How did you find fashion to be an interest for a young kid? Um, so, growing up, I always had an eye for fashion. I would always... Um, now, when you say that, like, an eye, like you saw what mom and dad wore, or you just were very cognizant of what you wore? Um, both. I looked at what my dad wore. He kind of, um, kind of developed the fashion I have. Uh, what did today. he wear? So my dad growing up, growing up, you have, uh, these dads. My dad was younger, um, compared to the other dads right. at like my school and stuff. Um, he would wear really just shorts, um, socks to almost his knees. Okay. Um, and, um, a skate, like a t-shirt pretty much. And, a snapback fitted. Okay. Um, so he's dressing like he's in high school while all these other dads are dressing <laughs> right. in uh, dressing like dads. Patagonia. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, they look so, like dads. Yeah, so I looked at him uh, for that. And then even Now, what, life, what was that? What did you think that was cool? Um, I thought it was cool because he, he dressed... He didn't look like a dad? Yeah, exactly. He, okay. He dressed how skaters would dress, you know? Like, okay. I, I was... Uh, I grew up on skating, uh, dirt biking, all that stuff. He dressed like those 20-year-old dudes. Now, did dad skate in... And ride bikes? He did. Okay, yeah. so there's your influence. Yes. Right. His actions, and you kind of like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. I want to be cool like you, Dad. No, and I always like being different, and he was definitely different from 
all the other dads. So uh, now, were you different from your friends though? Um, were they it, little skaters too? They were, but when it came to my style, I would wear some like fluorescent jeans, checkered jeans. Uh, fluorescent jeans? Yes. Where in the hell were you finding those? Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this one place that I had to get those. And any other jean I wouldn't wear. I'm picky when it comes to stuff. Uh, it has to be. Are uh, you pickier as you're getting older? Oh, yeah. I blame my dad for this. Um, I like brand name stuff um, okay. and things. Um, so when it came to pants that first developed that sort of uh, attraction, um, I had to get those pants from that store in Long Beach because my father um, and I lived in Long Beach. My parents were divorced. Right. Um, so I would go back and forth from Long Beach to Orange County. Um and that's, I feel like Long Beach is definitely where I would look at people's outfits because they were all different. And what um, part of Long Beach? Um, By the was, beach or more like Lakewood? Uh, it was more so we had an apartment um, across the street from Blair Field. Okay. Uh, where the okay. dirtbags yep. play. Yeah. Um, right by Long Beach, George. Right. Long Beach, Wilson. Wilson, yes. Yep. Right okay. across the street. Okay. Um, so around there, but then also my grandparents lived closer to Lakewood. Okay. So it would just be back and forth through there. Um, but we were always down at the beach. I would say every day when I was smaller. Okay. Um, whenever my dad didn't have work. So uh, pretty much just around downtown and the beach, yeah. All right. Well, now, when is this When is this starting for you to be aware? 9, 10, 11? Um, earlier, I would say like 7 probably. Wow, around okay. Around there, yeah. I've always had an eye for just whatever someone's wearing. I would look at your outfit before I talk to you. You know, I'd look up and down. Really? Even yeah. as a little guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you'd eyeball people like, okay, I see the cut of your jib. I like yeah, your exactly. jeans. I like your shoes. I don't know about that sweater though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You could you could have gone with black with that outfit. <laughs> so you're immediately judging people on their fashion style, yeah. <laughs> which is exactly what people do. Yeah. Exactly. So when do you start putting your pieces together and like saying to mom and dad, like, I really want these neon jeans? Um, I would say I really started developing my own fashion when I was. Probably going into fifth to sixth grade. Okay. Um, before that, um, my parents would kind of help me pick out my um, outfits because whatever, like, they thought my outfits were too crazy. And looking back at it, they were crazy, but it's what but I wanted. But you're seven, you're eight. Exactly. So, okay, who then might have been, and we could throw one of the parents under the bus, mm -hmm. the easier one to kind of like, mom, please, I really want this, or dad, I really want that. Like, who was easier to push towards your taste? Uh, definitely my dad, and that's okay. still how it is to this day. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So was mom more like, no, we're going to tamp it down a little bit? That's crazy? It wasn't necessarily that. It was just like, this would look better. Okay. And I'd be like, whatever you say, mom. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue. Yeah. Okay, mom. <laughs> Yeah. What's oh, if you look back at it, which is crazy to say to a young man, yeah. like we're not talking about like 40 years, but what was one of the outfits you look back and go, whoo, what was I thinking? Ooh, probably some blue checkered skinny jeans. So blue and black skinny jeans that had like, look like checkerboard and like a red t-shirt. So you had little teeny skinny checkers. Oh legs. yeah. And they were tight. When I say tight, they were tight. Yeah. Because that was when skinny jeans were... Very in. skinny, very tight. Yeah, that's when I had a mohawk, too. It was... <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. God help you. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start thinking this could be something? Um, seventh grade. Okay. Um, so before I had aggravated culture, I had um, a little 
thing with my friends. There were seven of us. We called it Savage Seven. Right. Um, and I've always had an interest in T-shirts and fashion, and I would be watching YouTube, seeing these people making ter- shirts, and I was like, I can make that, you know? So uh, I got... Um, was there somebody you followed? Yeah. Um, I I followed different people, but my dad's friend, TJ, actually, he made T-shirts okay. and stickers and all that stuff. So beginning with that, I made this uh, little brand probably for a month. I had T-shirts called Savage 7. Okay. Um, so I used TJ's resources, um, and I sold probably... Six hundred dollars worth of T-shirts. Now, what did you design? Do you are you drawing something? Are you using at that time a software like Illustrator? Um, so I like drew up something, but I had TJ um, kind of make the final the uh, template on the on yeah. the T-shirt print. Okay, exactly. And um, I sold those probably ten dollars a piece, I think. Okay. Um, now, would you, did you actually do the printing, or did you watch him and like kind of oh, that's what. I want it black on a white t-shirt. So the thing with printing is that you kind of have to be somewhat, not, I would say strong, but you have to apply a lot of pressure. Yeah. And back even, then. Yeah. Yeah. And I still have skinny arms and back then they were even skinnier. So, um, <laughs> I, I would try, but right. my dad would ultimately be the one, uh, me, TJ and my dad would be the ones printing it. And I'd be the little marketing dude out in a LV, just like, Hey, you want to buy my t-shirt? So, Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I used to love print shop. I used to love making those t-shirts. I yeah. thought that was like the absolute best thing. Do they still have that like at Fullerton? No, they don't. Oh. They don't offer that. But luckily we Is have... Is anybody in the district? No, luckily we have YouTube though. That's literally where... Right. I but if you're everything. kidding, you don't have, you can't, don't have a t-shirt maker or no. a press or the yeah. you know spin where you could do like five different colors, six different colors. Yeah. I mean, that kills. They don't offer any guidance for that, which I do want to change oh. hopefully when I'm older. Um Say I do kind of pop off and become something. Um, I take pride in where I'm from, so I would want to come back and kind of develop classes for my local high school or something. Right. Um, and teach kids how to do that. Right, or even have a, a a warehouse or someplace where people can come and it can be taught. And Exactly. And also, I mean, like, when it comes to nowadays, uh, I would say, like, mental health for something, um, like, Printing T-shirts really like you put your mind to something, and you could make this T-shirt, and you know how to print it, um, and that could just help you not get into some sort of violence or um, like not go towards the wrong group, or even just help like with your mental health, like make you happier, you know? Sure. So it definitely helps. It definitely helps me. That's how I express myself through my T-shirts. Do you feel um, kind of like? Sound zenny, but very, like yeah. in a zen kind of like comfortable place when you're working on your t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like little Drake's place, just yeah. kind of comfortable. Exactly. And I'm saying like without t-shirts, I'm not happy. But like that makes me happy, happy. You know, like that's some genuine, um, like happiness. Well, and you're and you're, and you're making something. Exactly. And I'm, I'm not like I am making money, but I could care less about that. I just want to see kids wear my stuff. Um, and even adults, anyone wear my stuff and just feel like they're a part of something, um, like a movement type right. of thing. So bit of appreciation for what you're putting together and making. Yeah. 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 I mean, there goes a long way, you know, someone, oh, I'm taking pictures and you do want people to see your work. And if you make those time and you're sitting there making 40 t-shirts and you think of it, you got this great design, you do want people to enjoy it and appreciate it. And it, yeah. it is something very nice in that work process to create that. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that, that, that feeling. Yeah. 
when you were then thinking, okay, I got the little crew of seven, we're doing our thing. When does that start to expand to where you're at with AC? Um, so that just kind of opened the doors to how printing works. Um, not necessarily on the business side, but, uh, just printing. Um, so now I know what it takes to print, how to print. Um, were you surprised how interesting it was when you were little? Yeah. I was surprised how, um, cause you're just wearing a t-shirt and you just think, Oh, that's exactly. how this logo gets here. No. Yeah. Now and you're like, Whoa, that's a lot of that's a process. It's a whole process. Yeah. Especially when it comes to different color. Yeah, um, prints, right? it's so intricate. You have to have one screen per color, and it takes time. So And you got to match up. You don't want to screw up. Exactly. You got to know what colors goes over what. Exactly. Yeah. So it, yeah, definitely brought appreciation and just realization of the hard work that any T-shirt takes to develop. And that's why, looking back now, like, any T-shirt, I look at it as a piece of art because it really is when it comes to just the process making it. It's crazy. Even really before, just the actual design. Exactly. Coming up with it, the idea. Do you enjoy that part of the aspect of coming up with the actual design? Oh, I love that part because, um, so there's other people that have, um, like graphic designers do their stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I taught myself how to use Adobe Illustrator. Oh, that's a big program. I still probably only know 5% of everything it does. Um, that's a big, deep program. Yeah. It's wow. Insane. It's a monster, but it's, re- it's unbelievable. Powerful. Every, every day I learn something new I, with Adobe illustrator. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, so I do my own graphics. Um, right now I do. Um, hopefully I want to venture out into crazy stuff and have graphic designers do it. I do my own graphics. I've done it since, uh, the beginning of aggravated culture. That's where I kind of pick my own brain and see what I want to do. Say, I'll, like, write stuff in my notes. Um, I see something, and I'll write down a design idea. I go home later that night, and I grab my laptop and design something. Wow. That's yeah. great. Do you do you just carry, like, maybe a notepad and pen, and if you see something pops into your head, you kind of sketch it? Yeah. So, luckily, um, with iPhones, they have notes. Right. So, I just write it down, and I have, like, really good photographic memory. Um, so if I think of something, um, then I'll still remember it later that you night. You can recall it. And if I don't, then, uh, I still have what I wanted in my notes, um, and kind of just go off of that. Right. So. so, but do you, if you ever like maybe see a scene or something, do you do any writing or sketching or is it purely like note taking where it's like sunset, girl, palm tree, blue sky, Whatever, and you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together? Yeah, uh, purely note-taking, or I take a photo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That. Yeah. there's yeah. The, the power <laughs> of the smartphone. Yeah, exactly. You know, all the things are right there. So where do you then decide, okay, next step? I know I'm only in junior high, but I think I could do something here. Um, so I came up with the idea of aggravated culture in eighth grade, okay. and I didn't pursue it till sophomore year. Um, so <laughs> a whole two years in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which that was like 20% of my life at that time. Yeah. So, um, I just think, uh, I had time to develop the idea. Yeah. Um, and was there influence at Fullerton high school when you were there? Uh, yeah, because, um, say you go from LV has like a thousand students, you go to Fullerton has 3000 students right. now. Um, and 
people dress differently. They come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So just uh, kind of studying what people wore. And you got older kids too. Yeah. There's a big difference between what you wear when you were 14 and now 17. You have 14 to 18, 19-year-olds. Yeah. So Body shapes, yeah. tall, skinny, fat. I mean, you got all the shapes. That changes your fashion. Yeah. So when it comes to outfits, I really like study them. Um, so that's what I did. Um, look around, see what people were wearing, see what different brands people were wearing, and then I'd look up that brand, see what they do. Um, and that's what I do nowadays. I look on Instagram. Instagram is probably the best place to get inspiration from, from especially these other brands, because um, I look at that brand and I study um, just what they do, um, what garments they use. I right. try to figure out what garments they use. That's um, not to go off on a different note, but... I feel like that's uh, my one specialty is that I could majority of the time figure out what garment you're wearing or what garment the T-shirt's printed on or hoodie is printed on. Right. Because I just look that much into detail when it comes to... You need um, to. Yeah. So... um, Is... is, I mean, it's amazing to think, because you said, you know, Instagram, there's probably thousands of little drakes all across the country. Yeah. Wisconsin, Florida... South Dakota that are trying to do in similar things of what you're doing, like start up a little fashion that affects a kid in South Dakota or Florida. Mm-hmm. What do you feel it's going to take for you at this point to go next level, like in two or three years? Um, so right now, rather than focusing on the garments themselves, I am focusing on marketing this year. Okay. Um, marketing is a huge thing, especially with everyone having access to Instagram and any social media platform. Right. Um, marketing, I feel like, is probably the most uh, serious aspect when it comes to business-wise um, because there are kids everywhere making these different brands, and it's such a challenge trying to get your brand out there and be different from all these other bra- other brands. Um, yeah. So marketing is really what I'm trying to zone on this year, and um, – just try to be completely different from anyone else. And now, when you say marketing, are you saying like post some of your creations, more photos, or just kind of pop ups and blitz? Like, where's where's your marketing idea going? Um, so I have an idea, um, for an art gallery type thing on um, screen printing and just my designs. Um, I don't see. If somebody is listening, they might steal the idea because it's so good, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, I just love designing, so I have designs for, like, tables and furniture and stuff and just um, different um, T-shirts and all that stuff. So I want to do an art gallery where I have all of my pieces that I've made, all my designs that I've made. I've printed them on maybe, what would you call, where they paint art of. A canvas. a canvas. Yes. Okay. Um, and just T-shirts and put, well, I have a table design, put that table design in there. Okay. And um, it just revolves around not only my brand, but just the art of design. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see any of these other brands kind of zoning in and focusing on anything else but T-shirts and just clothing aspect. Right. Um, so that's what I want to do. And also pop-ups are a great way for my marketing because I like to get the community together and kind of uh, show kids that even you could do this stuff. Right. Um, so more pop-ups. And, yeah, even photos, too, and just crazy. Right. Just get it out there. Yeah, exactly. Make that noise. Yeah. So When you start AC and you start screen printing, 
where do you go if there's not anything at LV or at Fullerton to get your screen printing? Where did you start to do that? Um, so my dad helped me out in the very beginning. Okay. Um, if my dad wasn't there, helped me out, there wouldn't be AC, which uh, I thank him for that. Um, so Well, me, that and if he dressed like a regular dad, he wouldn't have influenced you. Exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> thank yes. God for dad. Yeah. If I did not have Nick Harris as my dad, I would not have AC. Yes. Um, so me and him uh, kind of picked each other's brains. Uh, we would do our research into where we get screens mm-hmm. and where we get ink and stuff. And luckily, uh, there's uh, a huge uh, ink place in Fullerton. Really? Uh, they have screens, too. They have every uh, – it's called Screen Printers Resource. If any of you guys want to go check it out, you um, want to do any screen printing, uh, Screen Printers Resource. Are you kidding? In your town. Exactly. Yeah, right off the Thank 91. God you didn't live in Barstow. That's <laughs> I always think that. I always think something like that. Thank God I don't live anywhere else in this world. Right. Because even we're 45 minutes away from L.A., that's the central hub of fashion, one of them, you know, right. in the whole entire world. So – that's also an influence just going to L.A. Yeah, but you can ride your bike and get some more screens. At exactly. The- <laughs> that, it helps so much. Don't have to pay for shipping. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just ride right over. Yeah. Beg mom. Come on, please. Yeah, exactly. So then did you guys buy a screen machine? Yeah. So we bought a screen machine from like San Bernardino somewhere. Okay. Um, was it a four, like, what do they call it? Like a four press? Yeah. Yeah. It has four different screens that you could put. But you could only put um, two. You could only print two T-shirts at a time. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the one that TJ had for Savage Seven, you could do like six different colors, print four different T-shirts at Whoa. a time. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. He was in. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a commitment. Yeah, exactly. That takes up a lot of space. Yeah, it took up a whole room in our house. Wow. Yeah. So you and Dad go in on this. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guessing that's all your allowance birthday money if you if you needed a bar mitzvah and can get one you try whatever you can get in so you guys make this purchase Uh uh-huh when do you say okay let's say it costs a thousand bucks yeah that's roughly what it costs right to start off i was a guess yeah you got to make that back Uh right because now you're it's not just like a hobby you're purchasing a very expensive tool yeah do you and your dad or does the dad sit you down and say okay now do you understand like this isn't a toy it's a part of this, you know, machine that we're going to make money with. Yeah. Yeah. He did sit me down. Um, when we first got it, I came up with ideas, but I really didn't think they were good enough. Um, and so I kind of had my equipment sitting there for like a month or two. And that's when he sat me down. Is like, I got you the stuff um, for a reason. So he gave me a loan of $1,000. I've paid it back already. Okay. Um, so he sat me down and like, I put this money out for you um like are you gonna do it or not and that really sparked me and I were was you like, scared or nervous um i was a little bit scared because like i said i didn't know if my ideas were good enough so mm-hmm. like it could have just gone completely to the dumps and ac wouldn't be anything um but at that moment i like something sparked and i was like all right i have to get this done i have so many ideas that i put out there what are you 14 15 at the time uh 15 okay yeah so a wise 15 a wise 15 year old (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean it's a scary thing it's one thing if you're sitting around and you're making a couple t-shirts at the boys and girls club but now if you've got an investment like this Mm -hmm. and you're making t-shirts that you hopefully want people to purchase yeah that's a commitment yes between the between the machine cost the screen, the ink, 
the t-shirts or sweatshirts or anything else you're printing on, mm-hmm. it becomes real all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Because you have it right there. You could do anything with it. You just have to find some commitment to it and get it done, you know? Okay. What was the first one you printed? Um, so the first thing I printed, uh, it had an, it was an oval and, um, the, it was like split in half. The top part was black and the top or the bottom part was white. Okay. Uh, the top part said aggravated culture and white. Uh So it contrasted, um, and then said, or said aggravated up top and white. And then the bottom said culture and black. Um, and then I had just a spell out, just said aggravated culture, very thin across the chest. And then I had this other one that just said AC, AC going down like six times. Right. Looking back at it, horrible design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I just I'm sure to... Tom Ford says the same thing about his early work, but that's exactly. just the way it is. Exactly. You're early. Yeah. So, um, you need that's where battle scars and you know, and gray hair and age comes into understanding like long term how much better you get the more you're doing something yeah. and i'm probably going to look back a year from now and be like what designs was that was I doing? embarrassing yeah, yeah like, i can't believe that exactly and, and in 10 you're going to look back in five it's just but that's okay you're yeah. supposed to learn from that yeah what walk me through that feeling the first time you saw because it's one thing if it a pop-up you sell something mm-hmm. oh they bought it oh that's great 10 bucks off goes my t-shirt but the first time you see somebody on the streets wearing it. What was that emotion? Oh, man. Just excitement. Pure excitement. Uh, just knowing that my hard work uh, paid off pretty much. Just that time um, that I took to print that t-shirt. Like, I did it by hand. I came up with the design. And someone's wearing it um, out and about. Uh, pretty sick. Um, I Who would was say it? A random kid. Um, just a random little I was driving down Harbor okay. and um, there's like this little skate group of like 13 year olds and I just see a kid wearing one of my t-shirts and I'm like, whoa, like who's that kid, you know, like, and how did you get that t-shirt? Um, because I have, I could see like who orders my stuff through my website, mm-hmm. but I don't know half of these people, you know, right? which is great. Um, Plus... Like, your mom could order something, but that doesn't mean mom's wearing it. Exactly. Right? So you just see a name, and that doesn't mean anything. But seeing that kid. Mm -hmm. And I would say this. uh, So I was riding my bike um, just around uh, Fullerton. It was the middle of the pandemic and stuff. Um, And I made these shoes. Um, They're called the Wounded Ones. They look like an Air Force One, but they have my design and just my intake on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I saw these uh, little s- skaters uh, at McDonald's. And I was like, yo, like, what's your best trick? I'm talking to them. And one of them looks down. They're like, yo, you have the aggravated culture shoes. Like, how'd you get those? And I was like, because I, I didn't release them at the time yet. Okay, so just, they're still uh, hidden in the pocket and you're out riding about. Yeah, so th- I think I only posted them once on Instagram, you know? Um, and I was like, oh, you like you know what these are? He's like, yeah, those are the wounded ones. And I'm like, oh, these are like, I own the company. Like, I made these shoes and they were So you told them out. who you were? Yeah. Instead of playing kind of not you know, playing dumb, like, I, I don't know. Do you like him? And all of a sudden, (laughs) because in the moment I I wish I did kind of, um, but in the moment I was like, no way he knows what these are. Cause you could have gotten some real review. Yeah. Like, what do you think? You like the color? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Looking back at it, I always think that like, oh, I should have played on with that, but you should never be Drake Harris. You should just be the guy, the, just a guy. Exactly. Oh, I'm his top buyer. 
You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about this? Tell me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think they're kind of trash. So what do yeah. you think? <laughs> that, well, you know what? The funny thing is, from, until your face becomes recognizable around the world, that's the best reviews you're ever going to get. Yeah. Is a man on the street. Yeah. You know, because people in your company are going to tell you one thing, but the guy who buys it or doesn't buy it is going to be right honest. Yeah. No. And that's trash. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I learned from that. Is that like, um, I just got to kind of not be like, oh yeah, I created that. Right. You know, just get intake from people. And I've done that too. And I've had a few people be like, oh, I love that brand. A few people be like, uh, like their designs are trash. What are they doing? You know? Right. Um, and, and that's fine. That doesn't hurt me because then that kind of builds like, oh, okay. Like, I'll make something that you'll wear then, you know? Right. And do you really, do you really want a hundred percent of everybody to like your stuff? Because then that kind of means like you're making vanilla. Exactly. Like not everybody likes vanilla. At some point you need to be able to make Rocky road or mint chocolate chip. And you really only do that through failure. Yeah. Because I, I was telling my friend this the other day, there's no way Rocky road was made on purpose. It was an accident. It was somebody <laughs> trying something and they failed but through that failure, they made Rocky Road. Because realistically, Rocky Road is trash. Right. <laughs> but it worked yeah. for somebody. That's all they want. So yeah. through failure, you're going to succeed and make stuff. And it's nothing worse than when someone's just making vanilla. Yeah. Over and over. So you got to push out the boundaries. And somebody is going to like it and somebody's not. Yep. That's a great analogy. I didn't think about anything yeah. that way. Yeah. So. I mean, that's, yeah, you yeah. have to fail to succeed. If you keep making things simple, you're not pushing any boundaries. Exactly. You don't want everybody to like your stuff. Yeah. And then the guy who doesn't, you want to talk to him. Yeah. You don't want to, yeah, tell me why. Exactly. Yeah, because the other 99 are, you know, just following along. It's like your mother. Whatever you make, your mother's going to tell you you're the best. I love your drawings, your cookies, whatever. It's like, you're my mother. You're supposed to like my stuff. (laughs) No, and that's why uh, I thank my girlfriend, Paige, because she really gives me my criticism (laughs) she's brutal oh she's brutal she's dead honest that's the best part i'll make something and i'll be like do you see people wearing this she's like oh dear god no (laughs) jesus yeah (laughs) oh shout out to Paige for being honest shout out to Paige. yeah there you go (laughs) so where do you then think okay you're making some money you're having fun you're you're putting this thing together you're doing little pop-ups where is there like your time management for, you know, right? You're still a kid. Mm-hmm. You got school. You got family. You're trying to manage a little business. Are you trying to give like two, three hours a day to create homework, sleep, eat, page? Like, yeah. what, where, where are you putting your time management in as a, as a young entrepreneur? That's the tough part. Um, especially I play baseball. So there you a go. Lot that of my too. time is dedicated to that. But while I, I play center field, so while I'm out there in center, just uh, nothing's hit to me. I'm thinking of stuff I could do for AC. So that's that's bad for the scouting report. If they're like, if he's wandering off, hit it to oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> he's daydreaming. <laughs> exactly. But all honesty, I might be the best center fielder in league right now. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah. So I'm always thinking about what I could do, even when I'm with Paige. Sorry, Paige. Um, but no, that's yeah. <laughs> that's how creatives work. Yeah. So I'm thinking about it. Let's see. Say I get sleep. Uh, say I get seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep. Just whenever I'm awake, I'm thinking of AC. I feel like that's what I feel like. Um, when it comes to like me at school, I'll just be sitting there looking at someone's T-shirt and be like, "Whoa, 
that would be somewhat of a cool design for AC. I could kind of make something like that, you know? Right. Or there's a math problem, and I'm like, hmm, like, how could these numbers go together to make a design or just anything like that? That's just how I think is, like, I look at something, and I'm like, I wonder what I could make out of that or do with that, you know? Do you do you look like like this is wool? Do you ever look at material and be like, oh, I would like to work with that material, more leather, more, you know, whatever? I mean, is that something that crosses your mind? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Just yesterday, um, Paige and I were out and about shopping for our friend's birthday, and um, I always look at the jackets or anything that a store has, and I feel like Paige is probably embarrassed because I go and touch everything, every garment that there is in there. And um, I do the guessing game where I wonder what material or garment they used for this. What's the blend? What's the, what's yeah. The, yeah um, I mean, do you get to the point where you're looking at, like, stitching? Yeah. That, I'm at that point right now um, where I'm looking at, uh, there's a quilted jacket. And I'm like, I want to do a quilted jacket with quilted AC um, designs everywhere. Even this right here. I could make this into a jacket um, and have this inner side right, right here be nice and cozy on the inner side and then have this possibly this design or even this uh fabric um put that into maybe a jacket or some sort of garment you do know? you find your mind i mean I'm, I'm guessing i know the answer to this but do you find your mind wandering if you're watching a tv show or a movie to like what people are wearing or how they're wearing the clothes at the time where there's like like we're watching the show Yellowstone. It's in Montana. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. cold weather. Yeah. So you're looking at it going, oh, they're all wearing hats. But they're not really wearing hats for fashion. They're wearing hats for warmth. Yeah. You know, they're wearing that scarf. They're wearing, I mean, do you find yourself constantly just like like a hummingbird just jumping around in your head? Oh, yeah. Um, like with Yellowstone, um, they wear a Carhartt-type jacket, mm -hmm. um, nice thick quilted jackets, um, just all that type of stuff. And it's because it's cold right? and all that. Um, so I look at that. Uh, I think to myself, like, how thick do you think that jacket is? Um, right. Because it's five degrees over there or something like that. Um, yeah, and so. you and I are, you know, T-shirts inside exactly. a house where it's 68 and it's wonderful. And that's uh, why I follow a bunch. I feel like my whole Instagram feed is fashion-related. Um, and that's why I look at other brands and people from, say, New York, for example, um, and look at what people are wearing over there and see if I could uh, make something that people would wear over there, you know? Right, because um, their fashion really revolves around a lot of times about the weather. Yeah, because I have buyers from all over the world. Um, I was tripping out when I had a buyer from London, um, and... I don't know how they found me probably through Instagram. Through Instagram, right? It was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Is that your main portal, Instagram? Because you're probably not on Facebook, right? Yeah, 100% Instagram. Twitter? Um, YouTube not channel? Not really. I have a YouTube, but I don't really focus on it. This year, I want to focus on TikTok. Okay. TikTok is probably where you could... Or Reels on Instagram, one or on the there. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but Instagram right now is 100% or... 95% of where I'm marketing, Snapchat. You know it's what's funny? Really, it's so yeah. crazy. Like, when you did Malcolm's podcast in, uh -huh. what was that, 20s, August? Yeah. There wasn't TikTok yet? Or if it, it was, it there was, was like, but it wasn't crazy. Right. Often. It was, like, in its infancy. Yeah. Like, and now, pe people were making just funny videos on it and stuff, but now people are using it for marketing. Right. So. So, like, what will it be in five years when you're like, oh, I'm not even on Instagram anymore. I'm on Welch yeah. or whatever. No, and I think. Name that app. I think Instagram 
is probably the next social media platform to die out. Um, right. They they revolve. They they will never have a lifespan of you know twenty years. Yeah. Kids, there's there's ten year old Drakes right now that are like Instagram. Ah, oh, that's for old people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know Facebook's a thing. Meta, right, that's meta dead. Now, yeah. 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 So, if someone came and tapped you on the shoulder today and said, "Okay, what company would you like to go, you know, work for?" Like mm-hmm. out, taking you away from AC, but putting you into a place where you can see a whole nother level, mm-hmm. whether it was like Levi's or or Ralph Lauren or, or Fessel or Duluth, like yeah. would there be one you're like, I'd go there. Um, so right now I'm actually working for one of the companies that I looked up to um, Pythia um, shouts out Jack. He runs Pythia. Um, and I just DM'd him through Instagram. Um, Cause I couldn't find his email. I want to be professional in email, but I couldn't find it. So I direct messaged him like, Hey, I'm Drake 17 live uh, 30 minutes out of LA. Um, I'm looking just to kind of help out or intern. And he responded. It was like, yeah, come down and we could talk through and stuff. And, um, are they at LA? Yeah, they're in, they're out of LA. Um, garment district or just outside the, um, so his brand is like mine. It revolves around just the website. So he's really doing everything like me from my house and from his house. Um, but he has manufacturers doing stuff, Mm -hmm. um, because he's, uh, he's grown a lot and he's popping right now, especially in the underground, um, streetwear hub. Um, so yeah. You you say underground when I think of that, I'm thinking like seventies punk rock and nobody knew about it, Mm -hmm. but like the underground now is so exposed because of social media. Yeah. It's hard to be underground or I have a brand and nobody knows about it. And I want it to be like, cause we're only where doc Martens cause we're rebel punk rockers. But now you're like, everybody's wearing doc Martens. That's not revolution anymore. Underground. So is that hard to quote unquote be underground? Yeah. Because I feel like, 95% 95% of all of streetwear that I follow is underground. Now, when I say underground, Pythia, for example, has around 50,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. Um, and we have a good amount of buyers a lot. Um, but when it comes to non-underground, I would say like Supreme, um, North Face, just... Right. Yeah. Uh, brands and... Um, All right, well, com- let's throw yeah. rocks, right? When we think of North Face, I think that's a very established company. Uh-huh. When I think of Supreme, I think of it like some guy absolutely got lightning struck out of his ass lucky. Yeah. I, I, I still look at that brand and go like, really? Who is the idiot buying a $75 sticker? Yeah. Like, or the t-shirt or the bag. Like, the stuff's not like bulletproof. I'm going to wear if I go out to, you know, the Alaska frontier. Uh-huh. That kind of thing, is that got? Do you think? I and mean, I know you're only a kid, but do you think that's got legs? Because you have influence of being the the target audience they're looking for. They're not looking at the 50 year old dad like me. Yeah. So do you think like Supreme has legs for five years? Um, or is it so when it comes to the hype factor? Because they're all built around hype, right? Um, it so, beats headphones to me. Yeah, they were probably at their peak around 2016 okay um they're dying down but there's always they're always going to have buyers especially uh they were developed in 1994 um and all of those i would say all those skaters that skated for them are probably around 
late 40s to early 50s now they're right. still wearing supreme stuff and just that whole thing but then also you have 13 year olds to 20 something year olds wearing supreme as well so i think it won't be a while till they officially die down a lot but they are kind of losing the hype factor behind them but they could re- revamp kind of you know and just come back like stussy for example um right they were popping in the 90s and right. all that stuff and Late they died 80s, down early 90s they were yeah they died down sort of during like the early 2000s and now Stussy is up there now do you do your like history and say like okay how does a company like that lose its juice mm-hmm. and go from like being the king of the hill to like falling off yeah and, and do you do you do your research and kind of like okay that's a pitfall i don't want to be near yeah um i probably study streetwear more than i studied anything in school okay um because it's just interesting from a business standpoint and also a fashion standpoint right um say stucy was dying down there's this uh, group of influencers who have a heavy influence on how people dress and um all that stuff they send them t-shirts they wear that now stucy is the number one brand you know they're back so, again yeah right. exactly like literally so, from the grave yeah yeah it's amazing so it's it's crazy how they've died down and then come back full force. Do you want to be labeled as like a skater brand or do you want to be a brand? Because, when I, and I don't mean disrespect, but what yeah. skater brand is like, it could be very simple. Mm-hmm. T-shirts, big pants, tearing up your shoes. Like, like that's, that's something that, that's not... It seems like not a lot of skill goes into it. Skaters yeah. aren't really wearing three-piece suits. Mm-hmm. So where where are you falling into that? Um, I'm still trying to find out what I want to be within the brand. Um, it, it kind of feels weird to say, but um, from the initial start, I wanted to be strictly a skating brand. But now um, I look at it and want to be like a lifestyle type brand that anyone could wear. Okay. Um, any garment. But I do like the um kind of skating vibe because that's what i grew up on right when it comes to my so um, there's roots yeah. there uh-huh there's a there's a <coughs> there's a knowledge like oh you're comfortable i get it i understand these kids and why they wear it yeah but then your audience is limited 12 mm-hmm. year olds don't have a budget yeah so at some point do you look at obviously women spend way more money than men on the majority like do you start to look at and go like, I would like to see what I can put together and make for women. Yeah. And outside I'm, of skating attire, right? Like you yeah. don't want to dress page up and skater attire all the time. Yeah. You'd like to see her in a beautiful dress. Like does that spark in your head? Yeah. So for 2022, I want to come out with um, like women. Um, a woman's line or woman's, woman's apparel. Line, yeah, apparel. Um, and when it comes to just my creative thinking and stuff um i do want to get into designing suits dresses anything that i could uh design and get my hands on does that seem cool to you like seems very cool because the way i look at it is you have a shirt that's pretty cool but if you really design say like that jacket for example um it's very nice well built i look at it as like an art um and when it comes to just overall high-end fashion um there's these different pieces with so many factors going into it and such a wide story around it that right. it just 
really is pretty cool to me. Like when I where, where I work now at, at Incipio, when when I first got there, we had Tavik. The, the it was a men and a women's clothing line. Mm-hmm. And sitting in the cafeteria, the most interesting people I found were the cutters for the clothes. Those women, like, were oh, they were so interesting. They could talk about, they would look at things and be like, honey, this is why we do this and do that. And we look at a woman's body and we cut and shape and curve to everything. And it's like, and from a photographer and someone with a visual, the way I look at things, it was like, it was really nice to hear how they go about creating these pieces. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I could sit here all day and just like listen to you guys explain to me why you do certain things. When you're creating your pieces, I know right now you're you're doing t-shirts, but when you look at stuff, do you look at and go, I would like to make my t-shirt more like this, like mm-hmm. maybe a shorter sleeve or a longer length or a V-neck. Like is that where you're seeing yourself push towards yeah so right now i'm looking into getting my own t-shirts made uh because right now i use all style um blanks um they're from they're made in the u.s which is a plus um and is that something you want to try to do is keep things u.s made yeah right now it's hard because yeah it's gonna always be hard crazy expensive and just my resources so i get a majority if it isn't a t-shirt or hoodie i get um it made overseas in china okay um, so I'm looking at getting my own kind of cut of a t-shirt cause I like, uh, t-shirts that fit more boxy and kind of, uh, uh, I would say sleeves are like a little bit longer and stuff, just, uh, different to my taste. Cause I'm a okay. skinny dude. I like wearing baggy stuff. Right. So something around that, that I feel comfortable wearing, um, and other people hopefully would feel comfortable wearing. Um, and even when it comes to right now, when it, Say I'm printing the design uh, placement different from a small T-shirt to an XL T-shirt. I'm putting it different places, uh, higher or lower to mm-hmm. um, the collar because of how it would fit on someone, you know. So um, I'm always looking to kind of work around and do things that would fit people better and make me happier with how it fits and all that stuff. Right. Let's take like the three women in your life, right? Mm-hmm. We'll take mom, Paige, your sister. Yeah. Let's say you get to play for a week and play like Mad Hatter and you get to dress them. Yeah. Whether mom wants to wear that color, what, like how would you look at mom and say, okay, I would like to see you in this mm-hmm. because you're mom. And then Paige, you're, you're going to look like this. And then like your little sister, like what would you put them in if you got to play like King for a day? Ooh. That's tough. I would put, and that just goes around how they're built into right. and all There's that stuff. There's age, so many factors. Built, yeah. You know, obviously what your your uh, mom wears and your sister wears is going to be two different looks, but, like, do you have that that head spinning all the time? Like, oh, I'd want to see mom in this, and I want to see my sister in that, and, uh, you know. Because yeah. women are, like, the ultimate to, to dress. Yeah. To me, they're the ultimate to photograph. Uh-huh. If I can get a woman to, to be happy with her photo, I've done it. Because yeah. guys are very easy to photograph. Yeah. <laughs> they just they can buy their clothes at a truck stop and they don't really care about their DMV photo. Uh-huh. Women totally different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, There's no way Paige is getting her outfits from a from a truck stop. No, right? exactly. <laughs> and some of the time she's like, "What should I wear today?" I yeah. kind of pick it out. <laughs> so, um, like, how you, let's say your sister. How are you gonna dress your little sister? Ooh, Paige dresses really nicely, especially with how the trends are today and all that stuff. So honestly, I would dress. 
her how Paige dresses, just not as a stomach showing, you know. Okay, right. Um, and see, there's a thing. Yeah. Right. So I would say I would put my sister in not a crop top, but a short crop t-shirt, um, short sleeves. Okay. Um, and maybe some pants that are a little bit baggy, um, maybe like a few rips in them. Okay. And then some Air Force Ones, you know, just something to get kind of not too much going on with the outfit, Mm -hmm. but just, uh, it looks very nice, um, developed and Yeah. Okay, mom's going to go out on a dinner date with dad on a Friday night. What do you dress mom up in? Ooh, matters matters the restaurant. Let's say... She's going to go to uh, Mulberry's. Mulberry, okay. Right, right down the street. They're even going to walk. Okay, they're walking. They're going to walk. All right. If it's during this time, I'm putting her in a leather jacket. Okay. Um, what color? Black. Okay. Black. Can't go wrong with black. Um, maybe, I'm trying to think of t-shirt-wise or just... An undergarment, T-shirt type thing. Um, maybe black as well. Okay. Um, I would say pants-wise. I want to say I would put her in an all-black outfit. Okay. Maybe her shoes are different. Maybe she has white shoes, cheetah print shoes. It could go anything. could go with black. Right. Um, and when it comes to pants, that's tough. I'm always stuck when it comes to pants. I would say maybe... Some sort of, uh, I don't know when it comes to pants. Okay. Yeah. I would have to really. Actually, well, we're going to have to uh, dig this yeah, out and figure exactly. out what we're doing. I would say maybe, <laughs> mm, not really cargo type pants, but pants that are, I would say baggier towards the top, okay. slimmer towards the bottom. Okay. Um, tapered down. Ta- to the, yeah, yeah, tapered. Um, and maybe, yeah, like has side pockets as like a uh, type. Kind okay. of like a cargo pant, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that leather jacket would bring the whole outfit together. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe mom hears this and can't wait to go out on a Friday night. Yeah. Get mom, you, we, uh, I'll uh, help you out. I'll be your fashionista <laughs> and give you some more ro- wardrobe. I mean, that's the thing is dressing women are, is is um, so much different than so dressing So hard. Right. And that's when it comes to, like, Paige asks what she should wear. I give her something that she should wear, and she's like, I don't know if it'll go with this. And I'm like, oh, man, just. And it's a confidence level. Yeah. And like, oh, I don't think I'm going to look good in this. Or that's not my color. I don't do prints. Or I don't want to do solids. Yeah. And the good thing about Paige is that she really does not care what anyone thinks. So she that's completely different from me. Um, I look at my outfit. I have to get something done that, like, I do care what people think when it comes to my outfit. Right. Um, and I applaud her for that. Um, but she still likes to dress very nicely and what she feels comfortable in. Sure. So, yeah. It's, I find it absolutely just uh, in a history level. Like, so you took like Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. they revolutionized the way men wear underwear, right? They had the Marky Mark ad campaign. They got these white underwear. They put it on the billboards of everywhere in Manhattan and everything changes yeah. from simple white underwear and boxers. Then you take companies like, uh, me undies, re undies, and then like stance, how they change the way people look mm-hmm. at socks. Like socks used to be 10 years ago, socks. Yeah. Now they're colorful, they're tight, they're this, they're that. They have like at Angel Stadium, they have literally a, a picture of Angel Stadium on socks. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. And you can get players and this and that, yeah. all kinds of things. That's where I think it's very interesting in fashion that. 
they, you can find a company that takes something we absolutely take for granted, mm-hmm. like your underwear, which 99% of the time is not seen, yeah. and make it something important that you don't see. Yeah. Same with the kind of a sock. It's very rare you see the sock, and now it's important. That's where fashion can really be a, a curveball to like everyday life. Is that something you kind of like inspire to be something where you're changing the way people are perceiving fashion? Oh, most definitely. Um, I always look at something, say like if I want to get a pencil made with a design on it, I always look at um, something that could be used every day, but put my intake on that. And um, I look at just that I could make possibly a carpet or rug or something, do some sort of design I want, or even glasses or anything, even underwear, you know? Um, I feel like I always want to put my input, what I think would look crazy cool on anything. Um, Do you not want to be stuck with just making clothes, but would you like to design, you know, hotels or or something with wooden furniture? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. What what material would you want to touch first, or or, or it inspires you, gets you interested? Wood. Does it? Because that's what the root of mankind is built upon is wood. And um, would you want to do furniture? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would want to do chairs, tables, especially tables. Um, just anything. And have you I'm, done anything yet? No. Um, I don't. No, I have not. And I want to get into maybe like carpeting um, and kind of working with wood and right. putting my input. I'm guessing something. there's no wood shop at Fullerton? Um, no. Damn, see? Auto body shop. They have right. that, but that's I all. Loved exactly. wood shop. Exactly. I loved making that stuff. No, and I would see like that in the movies, and then I come to high school, and I'm like, all right, where's this stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have Got it. my hopes up. Right. Yeah, yeah uh, there's nothing better for me in the day when I get to make something in the garage with wood and cut and shape and glue and press mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's, that's the best stuff. And that's yeah. where you're really getting creative. Yeah. What has been your COVID challenges over the last couple of years, being in a small business and trying to start something up and deal with the craziness? Um, prices, the prices uh, of goods, um, like a also, yo-yo up yeah, and down. Yeah. And also, uh, the time it takes to import something overseas, um, to here. Um, uh, so I ordered, these water bottles and now because of this incident i make sure everything is air shipped um but it was when the port was at a standstill and there was 50 ships out there um i ordered water bottles and they didn't come to like five months after i ordered them i completely forgot i ordered them you know so that yeah that was just a a halt in my production so when you're doing a water bottle is that just getting a blank bottle so you can put a screen on it um so i got the complete design and everything printed on uh, overseas in China. Okay. Um, so by the time they got to me, I just had to package them and ship them out. Right. Yeah. Five months later. Yeah. So I completely forgot I ordered them. That's brutal. That's yeah. absolutely brutal. Yeah. I ordered them, I would say, maybe March, something like that. And I didn't get them till. <laughs> August. You ordered something in the spring and it's a Christmas present. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. So that was the hard part. Now I make sure everything's airshipped now. Um, Well, that's an expense though. And that's the problem is that stuff is more expensive. Not only are my t-shirt prices, 
and um, hoodie prices of the blanks that I use have gone up like a few dollars, but also to import something, the shipping has gone up a hundred dollars, you know? Okay. So there's the business side, uh-huh. right? There's your yin and yang in your brain, your creative and your business side. So when you're thinking, okay, I want to do, you know, and ship something over, what's the expense The where I was going to charge maybe $18 for the water bottle because I'm air freighting it now. Do I have to charge 25 and now have I outpriced myself? Yeah. And that's what I always think about is that shipping is probably, um, half of the cost for the item now. Oh my God. That's brutal. Yeah. So say I get a hundred dollars worth of glasses made. Mm -hmm. It costs me uh, another hundred, maybe 120 to ship them over here. So I'm basing my prices off of not how much it it was to make the item, but how much it was to make and ship now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to sell them at a loss. Yeah. So how how much wiser? Let's just take 12, 12 months. How much wiser are you business wise than you were twelve months ago? Um, are you looking at those numbers a lot? Yeah. When it comes to just knowing, uh, kind of what's going on within, uh economic wise like the government what they're doing and stuff um and also just uh worldwide what's happening um say a ship like a few months ago was blocking a a channel that Mm -hmm. a bunch of other ships go through i look at that now and i um realize that all right the prices of my goods that i'm going to order are going to be out of the roof like crazy expensive (laughs) so now I, I, I just yeah look at things and just a there's completely not, different view. There's no 17 year old at Fullerton High School that is having these same thoughts that you were having about like <laughs> yeah. there's a ship blocking my package. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, you know, they're just trying to go to winter formal, and you're just trying to get stuff coming yeah. shipped to you. They're right? trying to they're <laughs> trying to find out where they want to eat, and I'm thinking like, all right, if I order these garments, will they get here in time? Uh, what will the cost of them be? What um, profit will I be making off of that? Yeah, I mean, are you um, breaking who that will down? buy it? Are you, you per know? unit? Are you looking down to that and oh, saying, yeah. okay, it's not worth it? That sweatshirt is just not going to be worth it. Yeah, I'm. I study everything. I'll make. I'll make a dollar, and it's not worth it after all the hours and labor. Yeah, and um, I second guess myself a lot, but it comes. It's uh, comes into play, especially when it when I'm making stuff overseas and getting all that stuff, and it helps out that I second guess myself when it comes to that. Who, who's helping you handle the business side? Uh, my dad okay. helps a lot. Um, so, um, just this past, I would say a month and a half ago, uh, I've officially registered as a business. Okay. Um, I have an LLC. All right. So yeah, now I Did you register the, for the city permit in Fullerton with me this in the last couple of months or what are your, um, I oh. haven't, that's the thing okay. that I still have to do. Um, and I want to go possibly get trademark okay yes as well um, absolutely yeah um, if you're gonna become legit you gotta protect your ass yeah so i got the llc for that so now i have to start paying taxes mm-hmm. for the company right um, because i'm 18 now yep. uh, i just turned 18 a few okay. weeks ago um so i don't want to be 19 in jail for tax evasion you right know? so no it becomes real to, yeah yeah so you have to look at that standpoint of it and people don't understand that is that um I'm putting the prices of my items not only because it costs me to make that and I'm trying to make a profit, but also I'm paying $800 for this LLC license. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah you so have, many factors going on. Yeah, you have so many expenses before you sell anything. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't know if it's going to sell or not, so that's the hard part. Have you had some things you've made that have just fallen flat and you were stunned? Oh, yeah. So I made um, these hoodies. So at the beginning of ACI, I wanted to try to be provocative and stuff. And okay. That I, I wish I did that differently because I had uh, these one hoodies and um, this one hoodie design, and it said uh, Aggravated Culture Gentlemen's Club. Okay, right. <laughs> and the A was a girl bent over. Right, okay. Like, yeah. Um, and Didn't do well? I didn't get any sales until a month after I released those. Well, why do you think that was? I because do you think you missed your audience? Yeah, because my audience is high schoolers to middle schoolers, okay. and no, they don't want to see. They don't want to have no mom. Par- yeah, yeah, no exactly. mom is buying that for Bobby to wear to Troy High School and exactly. have it be turned inside out. Yeah. So um, okay. So who's your your barometer? Does mom or dad see that and say like, no, that. I, I'm just going to censor you and tell you that's not a good business idea. Um, so my dad, when it comes to the business standpoint, my mom, when it comes to like, say that design. Right. Um, just. Uh, so my, I won't be yeah. seeing mom watering the grass wearing that sweatshirt the next couple of months. I mean, you might now because uh, <laughs> AC is uh, gone it's blown up, up bit, and yeah, mom's a little bit. Yeah, exactly. She wants to be what the kids are wearing. Yeah. You know? She wants to be involved with the hype. The Jeez. hype for sure. <laughs> um all right was there something you made that you were shocked that did hit like i can't believe they're buying that i feel like everything i make that people buy and it sells out i feel like that's how i feel because i still haven't had the realization that people are actually buying your stuff and they like it so if i've had drops that have completely sold out and i'm just astounded how people would actually support um that do, you, do you kick yourself in the ass and go, God, I should have gotten instead of 200 units, 1,000 units? Oh, all the time. But you're doing the math game. You can't afford the 1,000 exactly. units. That's the thing. I, I can only keep it at two. Yeah, like say it sold out and I had 50 of that item, but what if I made 100 and only those 50 still bought it? You right. Know? Now so. you're stuck with 50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the tough thing. You're kind of like, well... I sold 50. And that's the hard part with what I do. So with Pythia, um, a majority of the drops we do uh, made to order. So say we get um, 2,000 orders, we make 2,000 of that, you know. Okay. Um, with mine, I make, say, 100 of something, and then I release it. 75 people could buy it. I'm stuck with 25. But now what I'm doing is I have these connections through Pythia that I've made um, with these other creatives and um, brand owners who have uh, a more popular brand than me. So mm-hmm. um, whatever I have left, wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 18, but still in going through puberty. He's still changing. Yeah, I'm still changing. Um, <laughs> He's going to have to shave after this podcast. He's really growing in front it's of me. It's coming in right now, yeah. Um, so uh, all of like the remaining stock I have left over, I'm shipping it out, telling them, hey, post this on your Instagram. So then that gives me followers. And the more followers I have, the more buyers I have. Right. So... And, and more people to follow, more people to see. It's eyeballs, and it's a guess, you know, yeah. they get it. Yeah. Is it kind of where you're doing this, you can't always make everything Nick or Billy or Bob likes, mm-hmm. but you got to make stuff that 
that Drake likes. Yeah. But you got to also be aware what Nick, Bobby like as well. Is that hard to kind of make something that satisfies your soul and a would-be customer? I feel like that's the hardest part of my business is that um, I mostly make everything that I would like, but like Nick and Bobby might hate it, you know? Right. So I don't have any buyers for that. Um, So that's the hardest part is just um, seeing how many people would buy it and who would buy it and if people would buy it at all, you know? Um, So Yeah, it gets frightening. Yeah, but um, luckily when it comes to my items now, I've kind of built hype around it. And um, so people just want to buy something just to be like, I have that item, you know? Okay. So um, that's the good part. Now you touched on the shoes. Mm-hmm. How difficult was that venture, making something on a shoe? Um, it was difficult in the aspect that I had to find a factory who would make the amount I wanted because okay. it wasn't a lot um, because I didn't know who was going to buy it. Yeah. Um, Sizes. Exactly. So, I mean, God, talk about it. What were you thinking, like, size-wise? Do I go to sizes just for adults, men, women? Yeah, so um, luckily with Instagram, um, you could have people put, like, their input on something. So I put, like, a little sticker up and be like, what size shoe are you? They could type in size 11 or something. So I based off of that how many people would buy it, you know? That's what I looked at is just what people put, what were, like, the majority sizes that people wear. What was the average? Um, I would say probably, like, a 10 to a 9 Okay, is what the majority of people wear. Um, and got that made. And um, Now, do you put as much thought into this as you're thinking, like, I got to worry about people who have high arches or people with, you know, all the, all the details that go into a shoe? Um, I mean, Nike's made it a science, for God's sake. Not with that shoe, but when it came to, I made a hiking shoe. Okay. Um, that was difficult in that aspect of like, are these really going to be comfortable when you're stepping on pebbles and sharp rocks? And right. For will hours. Those, will those sharp rocks puncture anything in that shoe? Mm-hmm. Um, and will it have enough grip if you're going downhill? Um, so I looked at that aspect, but for my How first shoe. How um, was that? Development. It was hard. I was, um, because I was still early in like the shoe game. Now, af- after that process, I feel like I could make any type of shoe I want. Um, but with that one, it was hard um, because I looked at it like if I'm hiking and there's like a stream, I want to make the shoe waterproof or water resistant. Right. Um, so are you thinking like Gore-Tex or enclosed laces? I mean, there's yeah. so much that goes into it. Yeah, it is a science. It's pretty crazy. Jesus. So I had to look at all those aspects. And is there it. one piece of clothing you wish you could, like tomorrow you would like to make? Um, a fleece jacket. So like... Um, jacket with kind of like wool on the outside and have a design on that. And also maybe I'm trying to think, um, I would say just, yeah, that item, like really high quality jackets that I would want made would be what I, um, my main focus. For right. That. The only problem is that when it comes to, I could make it, but when it comes to looking for factories, um, they want you to order like a thousand. It's Man. called a minimum order quantity. Right. Yeah. So um, that's what really holds me back from pursuing everything that I want to do is minimum order quantities. Right. Is it the, if it's a thousand and you're like, oh, that's eight grand. Yeah. Like that's a lot of output for my little company. Yeah. 
and I don't know if I'm going to sell mm-hmm. a thousand. I might yeah. only sell three hundred, and then I'm stuck. Yeah. So that's where what I want. Scary thing. Very scary because I have so many ideas that I can't put into play because of that. Um, and I could maybe get ex- this like a Dickies jacket that is already thirty bucks to start off with and print on that. But who's going to pay sixty dollars for a Dickies jacket with like just a ink on it you know right i'd rather go and get that diggy's jacket where it's 30 dollars already is there like a game plan aggravated culture where you're thinking i'm gonna go four or five years or am i gonna change it at some point to your name mm-hmm. or like where, where's your i don't want to say long term like 25 but 24 months mm-hmm. um so i feel like aggravated culture could possibly just be the start for me um, I want to get into um, high-end fashion. Okay. Um, so possibly, say, aggravated culture blows up and then just eventually starts dying down probably five years from now or something like that. Or it could even take 10 to 15 years. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to get my brand out there. But um, also, yeah, if it starts dying down, I want to venture into maybe um, making a new brand that revolves around high-end um, material and fashion. Right, because I was going to say that the name is aggressive. Very. So it, it it can hold you back in going into a certain line or clothing or material because yeah. just of the name. Even if you call, if you abbreviate to AC, like, then think of people, and I think, like, is it for cold apparel? Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird abbreviation. Yeah. So is that, like, your thought going forward as a business person yeah is to that watch what i'm calling things really i just have to focus on teenagers even if i'm 25 still with ac I, that's my main focus because that's what the name is based around is uh, a culture i the way that i came up with it is like it's a culture of uh teenagers or young adults that feel like they aren't recognized for all the stuff that they do and um, we're just aggravated about it. Right. So it's always the biggest challenge. I think that might have been <clears throat> with like Stussy, where mm-hmm. it started to die off, is the people that were running it were getting farther away from the understanding of who their audience was. Yeah. So you get to be 25 and you're like, how do I really know what a 12 year old is today? Because uh-huh. when I was 12, it was a lot. Now it's like very different. Yeah. So that's always the challenge of the business is to know your core. Yeah. Yeah. Does, that, does that worry you to that at some point you're going to be 25 and looked at as the old guy to a 12-year-old? Yeah, that, <laughs> that definitely worries me. Um, and that's where I want to get into maybe creating another, um, another like brand, a lifestyle type of brand okay. that if you're 15 or 30, you could wear that, you know? Right. Um, so The jacket yeah. will work, the exactly. socks, the underwear, the shoe, whatever. And, like, there'll be a... Because, like, Levi's is like that. Yeah. Levi jeans can fit you from 5 to 95. Yeah. Nobody says, like, oh, it just doesn't work for me. Exactly. It's a 501. Yeah. And I mostly want to get into maybe hiking gear. I love hiking. Um, the outdoors. Outdoors, yeah. So maybe. I would love to of... work for Fessel. Like, that, that brand out there. Like, uh-huh. they, I watch their stuff. Yeah. Beautiful clothes. Beautiful demonstration. I'm displaying their images. Oh. God. Yeah, you should check out Goodwin San Francisco. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love love that brand. Yeah, um, you know who's doing a really good job? <clears throat> excuse me, is um, uh, Boot Barn. Have you looked at them? Uh. Uh-uh. So obviously boots, but they do women's yeah. fashion stuff. But they they are 
all in on like they get it right there it's not like um I thought it was always funny one time I, I saw like Quicksilver, some kid was wearing it in Kansas and I'm like, you're just, you're buying because it, it was at the Target or at yeah, the Walmart, exactly. but like you have no idea what the Pacific Ocean really is like. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, they're, they are not like trying to sell to the West side of LA. Mm -hmm. They understand like their New Mexico, their Arizona and their imagery and their, their, display and what they're building mm -hmm. it's beautiful like they do such a great job there's always horses and big sky in southern utah and they do a great job for a brand that's right here in irvine yeah that's crazy that yeah. they can, that a brand can pull that off make you feel like you're in northern arizona uh-huh yeah so i definitely want to get into that aspect of it um just uh garments that you could use every day in extreme to non-extreme weather mm -hmm. um and when it comes to Arcteryx right now, um, they are a high, like, great quality hiking um, brand. But now it's gone into streetwear where um, it's uh, everyone's wearing Arcteryx, even if you're not going hiking and stuff. Right. You're at school, you're wearing an Arcteryx jacket because a celebrity wore it, and now all the kids right. are wearing it. Um, Isn't that funny? Like, oh, I'm going to wear Patagonia because. I saw George Clooney wear it. It's like, yeah, George Clooney was in West LA. It was 63 degrees. That's not cold. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you see the influence of one person, whether it's a, a Jenner or a Kanye West, whoever uh -huh. people just flock to it because they think that person's interesting and they immediately fit to that apparel. Yeah. And that's where I applaud Virgil Abloh. He recently passed. Sadly. Um, I looked up to him, uh, because he was just a great fashion designer. He was, uh, he had his own brand, Off-White, and he was the uh, main guy for menswear of Louis Vuitton. Um, so it was him that kind of started the Arcteryx wave. He wore an Arcteryx jacket in Paris because it was probably 30 degrees over right. there. And now you have kids in Southern California rocking it in 70-degree <laughs> weather, you know? In Riverside. Yeah, exactly. Where it's, <laughs> yeah, just hot and humid and yeah. dry. Or, but yeah. I'm cool. I look yeah, great. But I'm looking uh, looking nice and lavish. <laughs> Is where where do you want to? And I'm just gonna throw this out. We can leave it here. Where do you want to be in ten years? Um, I want to be. You'll be eighteen in, now, twenty eight then. Uh huh. Right. Are you look? Are you asking like in just business wise? Ask, business wise. Yep. Um, business you still want to be touching this you want to where do you want to be i still want to be touching fashion but i also want to be into uh maybe real estate okay um and when it comes to the fashion standpoint i want to have another lifestyle brand um and possibly still be working with ac as well um i like doing different things at the same time i like putting um my foot into this water while i have it in this water you know so um I like to keep myself busy and I would like to maybe have AC still be a thing, but also work on my hiking lifestyle brand type of thing. And also, Oh, I'm selling a property over here in Newport or something like that. Okay. So that's what AC is helping with is I'm not only, it's not only my self interest, but I'm also uh, getting um, money uh, to maybe venture off into real estate. Right. Or all that stuff, and um, it gives me a background of how business works. It's just a learning process for me right now, um, and it's 
gone very well so far. Are you going to take more business classes in college? Yeah, so um, I'm going to get I'm going to FJC. Um, I'm getting two years free there, and then right. hopefully transfer. But I'm getting my AA in business management and marketing. That's the best thing. Yeah, so you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. No business, and you know your career path. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and um, before we end this, I want to shout out a few people. If that's, shout them that's out, fine. but I want to know this. Uh huh. Any pop up soon? So I just had one New Year's Eve. Okay, how did it go? It did okay. Um, not Downtown? as well. I had it at my house actually. Oh, <laughs> I, had, I marketed it as a garage sale. Okay, pop up. Yeah. Um, the first pop up I did downtown in mm-hmm. the storefront. That was my best one because okay. people uh, looked at it as legit. It was in a storefront. Sure. And uh, that's also what sucks and kind of brought the story of like aggravated cultures that. It has to look, people think it has to look professional to be good. Right. But I'm making better quality garments um, at the one that I did in front of my house than the one that I did at a storefront. Right. And not as many people were there and supported in a way, you know? Do you think maybe that had to do with it was because it was New Year's Eve or it was cold or maybe just not enough eyeballs saw that it was happening? Oh, yeah, most definitely because it was New Year's Eve. There's people out of town, but also the people that were in town usually buy from me they probably just didn't think of it seriously right um and, it's a but, tough day yeah very tough day and um i wish i could have went back and changed the date maybe okay um but i try to do my business in my life with no regrets so it could have just been something else that could have happened and i mean it went well for me um but not as good as i wanted it to be or not as good as the first one was right and um yeah where where do they find your stuff online um, you can find my stuff at aggravatedculture.com. Do you operate the website? I operate everything. My Lord, you got your fingers in everything. I operate the website, factory communications, printing. I, I don't think people know that I print my own garments. I think they think that it's I get it made right? somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but I do everything myself, design, printing, everything. I'm working on aggravated culture whenever I'm awake, you know? Right. I'm always thinking um, of things I could do and Things I could pursue, you know. Is same thing with the uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So it's aggravated culture. Just aggravated it? culture. Okay. Yeah. You got a hashtag? You got a special hashtag? Um, like not the yet. the best aggravated culture ever. Um, <laughs> I don't have a hashtag, but okay. if you have um a t shirt or any garment that you want to post on Instagram, always post that or always repost my um post because that is what helps me grow. Sure. Um, through Instagram. Um, so if you want to post a sick outfit that you have with a AC t-shirt or garment, um, just tag us. I'll repost you. You may get a few followers from that. You there may you get go. some looks if you're, you still have that Trump, uh, t-shirt. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. Going back to Savage seven, I still have a few of those in my closet. Oh, that's a gem. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a f- if you guys don't know, it's a photo of Trump and on the bottom it says, um, as if you were like voting uh, Republican, Democrat, and on the bottom it said Savage, and that was checked out. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so how did that go for you? Was um, there was there backlash or like people took it as like it's just a joke? People took it a, took uh, yeah, like it was just a joke. We were in like seventh grade, so right. people didn't look at politics that way, and it's it was definitely different back in 2016 than it is 2022. Yeah. You know, um, and I I'm glad I released that T-shirt. Yes, yes, that was. That's how you, that's how, it just, 
having fun. Exactly. We're not curing cancer. You're just making T-shirts. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, that's a that's a good one to have though. That's a gem. Yeah. Yeah. And people still have Savage Seven T-shirts. I bet. Yeah, and you guys should save that because it may be worth a pretty penny in the future. Yeah. Frame that bad boy. Keep it out of the sunlight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who do you want to shout out to? Um. So first, I want to shout out my family, especially my dad. He really helped me with aggravated culture and develop it. Um. Thank you, Nick Harris, dad. Um, thank you, Paige, for being the second mind of aggravated culture, um, telling me if I should do this design, do this garment, anything. Um, just giving me straight criticism if you don't think people would buy it, because criticism is the best part of having right. uh, a company. Is whether she's a girlfriend or not, you just want an honest opinion. Exactly. Um, shouts out my mom, my stepdad, Brooklyn. They really uh, just keep me going in this process. Um, huge, huge shouts out to jack um from pythia he is helped me so much um and i'm now working for his brand that i look up to dearly um and i want to get a lot of knowledge are you learning stuff i'm learning so much and there's a pop-up we had in july um out in la in melrose which is that's the street you want to be on if you're in clothing unless they're rioting and tearing it down yeah exactly that was a yeah yeah they were still rebuilding when we had the pop-up i know uh, it's crazy yeah. how like over a year and a half and that there's still places burned out or done or never coming back yeah it's it was crazy isn't that scary like as a small business owner you could be sitting there on tv watching your whole life just be torn apart yeah and that's why right now like I want to venture into a storefront, possibly, but right now I'm just all online, and that's how Pythia is as yeah. well. Um, that's why I have as many pop-ups as I can, because has people there in person really feeling what they're buying, you know, um, and seeing if they want to buy it or not. Um, so, yeah, through that pop-up, um, I made so many connections with people that I looked up to. That's um, great. So I want to thank Jack. I can't thank you enough for having me on the team. Um and I can't wait to see what we do this year with Pythia because I do factory communications. Okay, I was going to ask you, what's yeah. your day-to-day? Day-to-day, um, if he wants something made, uh, so say for the Valentine's Day drop, um, we have hats, just different. I don't know if I probably let's, shouldn't let's, be yeah, saying let's, what let's, is yeah. being made. He's making some stuff. Yeah, he's making <laughs> some great stuff that you guys need to buy. <laughs> Um, Again, we're not curing cancer. We know he's making shirts, hats. Shirts, you know, hats, keychains, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um no, so if he wants something made, I go find a factory and get it made for him. Okay. And then uh, responding to a lot of emails. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shouts out Matt, too. Uh, he's the other intern for Pythia. Um, great guy. Um, he's coming up with the brand Escape the Fallacy is what okay. it's called. going to be called. Um, and you guys should just be on the lookout for that because it's going to be on the come up. What advice would you have to someone 12, boy or girl, Mm-hmm. that wants to do what you're doing now. It sounds super cliche because everyone says it, but if you have an idea, uh, do anything you can to pursue it um, because you could do it. And, like, um, you just got to put your mind to that idea or dream that you want, and you got to make sure you do everything you can to make it become a reality and just right. disregard what other people say whether it's criticism or well actually take in criticism and also take in what yeah, don't um, take it personal. Yeah. But just don't take it personal. Um, and just do what you can to fulfill what you want. Right. I think 
one of the most dangerous words in the English language or sentence, sentence or phrase is I'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Don't ever think about tomorrow. Do it now. And that's what I do is I come up with something. If I have my laptop right there, I pull it out no matter if I'm just watching a TV show, having a conversation. If that conversation's over, I'll pull out my laptop and start designing start designing get on illustrator and just bang it out exactly yeah it's got to be now never oh, i'll get to it tomorrow it, in the moment strike with that high iron and get to it 100 percent. yeah tomorrow there's no guarantee there's tomorrow and tomorrow's never now yes just bang it out exactly and final shout out uh nick from holiday um my top brand that i look up to i met him at a dinner um last week and he had the time to sit down, have a conversation with me, and um, hopefully I could uh, send him some stuff, and hopefully he wears it. What, what good advice did he give you? Um, he gave me advice that, like, yeah, don't listen to what anyone has to say and don't take it personally. Um, do and design what you want. Um, people will like it, people will dislike it, but just do what you want to do and your heart feels that you want to do so. Right. Um, yeah. And he's, uh, a high level fashion dude. And, um, he's actually, um, dating a musician called Kevin abstract, which he's well known. He's a C-list celebrity, B-list celebrity around there. Um, so the fact that he took the time to sit down and talk to me is, I was starstruck and I was trying to keep composure when I was talking to him during, <laughs> during the conversation. I was trying not to like jump all around and be like, Oh my gosh, I, yeah. I just met him. And you got to remember what he's saying too. Yeah. You're going to be staring at him going, I have no idea what you're saying. Cause I'm just amazed you're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after, after he uh, left or we left, I was just crazy. I was jumping. I was, uh, yeah. what yeah. advice did he give you? I have no idea. I just saw his lips moving. Yeah. I was just <laughs> looking at his outfit and just admiring just his presence there. I can't believe he was wearing that outfit. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> well, if okay, so if uh let, let's let's lock the door up with this. What is your favorite outfit? My favorite outfit from my brand or just no, me in general? In general, you get to put together an outfit and you got to wear it tomorrow. What are you wearing? Ooh, okay. So I'm really liking the color black right now. Okay. Um so I have this nice quilted uh jacket from a collaboration between these two brands fugazi and absent okay um i'll put the price tags out there for these um garments uh so that was two hundred dollars okay um i spent a pretty pretty penny on my clothes uh, because i don't have to pay for any uh house housing or (laughs) all that stuff right now um and then under that i'll wear a black um, Psych World t-shirt. It says Psych World in purple. I love purple. Purple and black is great. Um, pants. Maybe not too much black going on. Maybe I'll go with these camo pants that I'm wearing right now. Okay. Um, and then my... Those are from Amazon, probably 20 bucks. Okay. And then... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, are they Army Surplus Special in yeah, Fullerton or yeah, something? Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, these are very... Uh, you could use these in a war. Um, <laughs> and then my Aggravated Culture Wounded Ones. Okay. Yes. Do you ever think hats will come back like the way they were in like the 20s, 30s, 40s when men were wearing fedoras and um Isn't that funny how like that just went away? Yeah. That is it, I never looked at. You think that. about that like if you look at those photos every man was wearing a hat. And every every man had a fedora. Every man had some kind of hat and yeah. most women wore hats. Yeah. And then poof. See, 
I used to wear hats a bunch, but I kind of limit myself because I don't want to go bald. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you so, think? Hat wearing leads to baldness? I don't know. Um, what is that old wise tale? It could be a wise tale, but I take it personally. Because I was saying, because everybody from the 20s and 30s would be bald. Yeah. <laughs> that That is a great way. Maybe that's... Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's... Uh, Maybe that was the anti-hat wear that, that came up with that and said, if you wear too many I'm hats, thinking. you'll... You'll go bald. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just <laughs> genetics. Yes, that, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. I so. think you're supposed to look at your mother's father. That's where you get your hair. I'm going bald then. I'm okay. going bald. Live it up. Yeah. Just take that's it why. In. That's why I'm not cutting this flow right now. <laughs> that's why the locks are flowing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've always thought about that. Like, as much as I love fashion, you look back at certain things and go, where did all the hats go? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden... Everybody just stopped wearing hats. Yeah, and that's like uh, when I was in elementary school, Nike had these socks, like neon bright socks called Nike Elites. Mm -hmm. Nobody wears them now, but back then, every dude had them. You had to, right? Yeah. Mandatory. Exactly. Yeah. Do you ever look at like the Kentucky Derby when they, with all the women wear all the hats, those oh, big, yeah. beautiful hats? Do you ever see that and go, God, that would be kind of interesting to design? Yeah, I like to think out of the box, especially with things. And like, if I like it, I want to do that, you know, and... When it comes to me wearing those tight, skinny checker jeans, right. nobody else would wear that, but I would. And that's how I feel like some people go about. And they really just. Well, what about this? Okay. I know we keep keep saying we're almost done, but we're not. Yeah. What about this? Have you ever thought about maybe um, designing like in movies or in TV shows where you're actually putting the clothes together, making the clothes, and doing set designing? Um, I've looked at kind of maybe on a TV show putting the character's outfit together, but not really like set designing or I like videography. Okay. Videography is also something I want to get into possibly in the future. Um, Cause I have these crazy ideas for maybe commercials for AC or something. Right. And you could just, yeah, show the world what you have when it comes to, you just got to have a video camera and an outlet to put it out on. Right. So go yeah. for it. Yeah. All right, young man. This has been awesome. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I can't uh, thank you enough for taking the time. I'm glad I saw you swinging on that hammock, and uh, you know we got together and do this. I am absolutely proud, and, and and it's it very impressive to see somebody you know stick with it because you can come up with an idea and be like, yeah, I'm all in, Dad. Mm -hmm. And he goes out and he buys you this very expensive tool, and it gets dusty. Yeah. Or you only use it two or three times, and then you're like, can we just put this on offer up and sell it? Exactly. I'm sorry, this didn't work out. But you're still forging ahead and busting yeah. your hump. And I feel like I'm one of the hardest, well, I don't like to really Say brag it. about myself, Say but it. I feel like I'm one of the hardest working kids right now that I know. Yeah. Because I'll do anything and everything to get where I want in life, you know? Oh, yeah. There's way too many people that are soft. Yeah. You cannot be soft. If you want to get ahead, you cannot worry about tomorrow and be soft. You have to forge. Exactly. You got to put on those camo pants with a machete and forge. Exactly. Be like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man, Drake. Good, thank you. good to do this. I'm. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Drake Harris. Please click the like button if you enjoyed the episode. Always be a subscriber. That helps. And you can find all of our shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.